Well, he, have you interviewed him on the podcast? No, he's he's not really interested. Okay. No. <laughs> he says I'm staying away if there's whiskey involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, bro. There doesn't have to be. <laughs> I've got secret footage of you gutting a raccoon and throwing it off the roof. <laughs> oh, you do? Does that ever happened. Here, now I've got a, uh, a security cam of you taking a leak in a wash basin at a Sitco gas station. Well, you can still still sneak <laughs> I'm like, in. I'm like the nerd that sits in his car at prom and is like, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> I went and saw my grandpa right after work. And then we go home and it's family pizza night and we watch the new Aladdin with Will Smith. <laughs> Four years ago, we recorded an episode here with my good friend Ben Lubeck. Was it seriously four years ago? It was four years ago already. Oh my goodness, we're almost dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, This is Hildo Spills the Beans. Uh, Just today, Ben released a new album called For You Again, Ben Lubeck. Uh, I have been loving the album. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. It's really good. What's your website for your, like, if people want to go listen to your stuff? Yeah, it's, they could just Google my name, Ben Lubeck, or um, it's just benlubeck.com. Try to keep it simple. Yeah, that's great. You can get t shirts. I love the new t shirts design. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Markson, who plays in Farrell, Milwaukee, and is both of our super good friends, um, he did all the design work for the album cover and the um, t-shirt designs and we're getting hats made. There it is right there. Yep. And you have a big CD release party show at the Parkway Theater September yeah. 28th. Yep. In Minneapolis. And you're going to be running merch I'm for gonna me? I'm going to be slinging merch. My dad's going to yeah. be sitting next to me. Yes, that's right. Roger's going to be there. I'm skipping my grandmother-in-law's 80th birthday party so I can sling merch for you. Priorities. So come buy some CDs and t-shirts <laughs> or else I'm going to be bored. Yeah, it's uh just came out today, so my wife took me to uh, Chili's to celebrate. So that was amazing. <laughs> she did it. Witness, witness. Did I go to Chili's? Yeah, I mean, yes, you went to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went to Chili's. <laughs> so four years ago, we recorded a podcast. I was hot and heavy with my podcast, Hildo Spills the Beans, where I would get together with people and interview them and just kind of talk about our lives ask some questions that was before your first record was coming out as a solo because you are the lead singer of the band farewell milwaukee yeah and uh you played a song from that album on that podcast yeah and so when you when i realized you were releasing another album i thought we should get together and record this one just kind of talk about the album i mean we see each other pretty frequently so we don't have to get that caught up but dude we're not in a hot tub right now we're in your basement it's fun talking in this format too. It's like a little more focused in, and like everybody's, you're just like more engaged, you know? Yeah. It's kind of fun. I really enjoy it. And I, the whole reason why I started it in the first place is because I just had people in my life that I wanted to get to know better. I wanted to become a better listener because I think one of my personality traits is that I ask questions, but then I, I tend to just kind of drift off as the as you're answering the questions mm. and 
I wanted to put myself in situations where I really just sit down with someone in my life for an hour and we just talk about what's going on. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen as much anymore. And so I'm glad that it started back up. Absolutely. I have to clear something out from our last show that you probably don't remember. Hilden Secrets? Yes. Okay. I told you a lie last time we recorded. How could you, man? I said that in Bruce Springsteen, is it Born in the USA? Is What's the name of that album, though? Born in the USA. The one where he's got the, yeah, the, his butt. the hat and the back pocket? Yeah. I always thought it was Born in the USA. Oh, okay. All right. I said that was a stunt butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Really? That's Springsteen's booty. Really? Did yes. you did you make that up on the spot or did you find out no, after I the fact? I read somewhere that he asked Bruce Willis to be a stunt butt. <laughs> yeah, Bruce? That's such a good story. And <laughs> yeah, then I'm pretty sure Jeff who edits this podcast, he, he was you listening, out? he was like, That's Springsteen's butt. Well, <laughs> like, he had oh. the he had Google at his fingertips when he did it. So yeah, like, that's true. you didn't have that. No, we don't we didn't use Google when we're dude. when we're spilling the beans. No, you can't no. be looking stuff up. All right, so I think another story is this. You recorded this album like two years ago now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's kind of the weird thing. I recorded it right before uh, my second daughter, Remy, was born. Um, so kind of how things came about is I had been working on some songs. Some songs were like um, songs that didn't work out for Farrell Milwaukee Records or um, songs I, I kind of had in my back pocket that I didn't um, just never put to tape or some of the songs I wrote um, within the couple months leading up to deciding to make the record. But I, I texted my friend and producer, Brad Bivens, who Brad's um, been a good friend of mine for a long time, and he's recorded a bunch of the Feral Milwaukee albums. Um, we recorded one in, um, Hudson out at Aaron's place with him when we first started making music. And then we went to, he, he moved down to Nashville to, uh, work on some stuff down there. So we went to his house down there and recorded. And, um, then we, so I've just been friends with Brad for a long time making music and he, um, made my first solo record and then this one. So, uh, I texted him and I said, Hey man, uh, he, coincidentally was going to have a baby around the same time I was. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was his, his first um, first child, and it was gonna, about to be born. And I said, hey, man, uh, do you got a little time before <laughs> you like, have a baby? squeeze this in because I know you're going to disappear <laughs> off the map. Seriously, yeah. So I was yeah. like, uh, I'm going to have a baby, too. Do you want to make a record, like, two weeks before our wives go into labor? Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, like, once you have a, a kid, like, there's so many different things. Yeah, that, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. It's not just, like, you're, you're, you're figuring out time and life balances and stuff but for me there's like an um, uh definitely emotional um side of it like i i'm getting you're like literally adding a new family member to your house and trying to at least that's that's how it was for me so it's like this new person's coming in it's almost like you're uh you just met somebody and brought them in and you're getting to know them and you're getting to know you're changing routines and you know the routine that you have with your if you have another kid like you're learning how that all goes and you're like learning yeah. all these things for the first time yeah. so um i i knew that it was going to be crazy after that so that's why we decided to kind of 
uh, sneaking a record. We were texting back and forth, and and Bivens is usually up for something crazy like that. And so, like, we didn't have much time. I, I think realistically, it was about a week before, um, or sorry, uh, a month before the due dates, because okay. his wife is literally um, expecting like three days after uh, Piper was. Oh, crazy. so it was it was kind of funny like that, and it was crazy. So it was kind of that was kind of the theme of the the recording sessions is like. Um, that thought it was kind of wild. Well, and so I don't know if you remember this or not, but you and I got pho. Oh yeah. While you were recording it. Yeah. So like, was I, it during the process? Yeah. Really? I worked downtown Minneapolis and you came and picked me up one day. Yeah. And you were like, I got some time to kill before my next recording session. Do you want to go out That's for lunch? Right. So you and I grabbed lunch and you were kind of telling me about recording the album and just, you were doing it differently this time than the first album because mm-hmm. the, la- the first one you were tracking everything separately, right? And this one you yeah. record in a big room yep. on tape, right? Yeah, that so, was that was the big factor in this this recording is that we were recording it all live to tape. So the first one we recorded, it was more piece by piece, like you said. It started with me and a drummer, Alex Young, in a, in a house. In, in the same house that we recorded this record actually and but this one we were doing it all live takes to tape and so we and we didn't hardly do any overdubs meaning like you overdubs can mean a lot of different things but mainly you know you can you can splice in parts or you can a lot of the records i've made in the past we try to record them as live as possible but there's always an option to kind of change a part yeah, and tweak add, a part yeah like merging a couple of live songs together to make one right? exactly yeah. yeah and it's it's amazing how producers and engineers nowadays can can make that happen and, and splice in these live takes and it, it's really cool but we tried to um do this as like organic and natural and there's a lot of you know little minor mistakes in the recordings which kind of i think kind of give it a live organic real feel and i think fall is the perfect time for this album to come out me too i think it's definitely a fall fall album i and you can you can tell me if i'm wrong wrong (laughs) (laughs) but uh the song younger men kind of kind of hits me in like an interesting way because i think we're in our late 30s now and I think that um, I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends, and I and I've gone through this myself. But there's this idea that of what you think you were were going to be, and now we embrace what we are now. And I think that 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 song hit me that way, where it was like it's this whole idea of embracing what you are now, mm-hmm. and and loving what what's going on now, and kind of letting go of what you thought would be. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a, it's not even a bad thing. I, for me, it, it was just like this adjustment, right? Like I went to school to be a youth pastor, and I'm totally not a youth pastor. Yeah. And I didn't know where I was going to end up, and I didn't wasn't sure that I was going to stay in Minnesota my whole life. And I'm in Minnesota, committed to Minnesota now for sure. Mm-hmm. Like three kids. So do you did it come out that way in that song? I mean, I know that. Writing songs can mean different things to anybody else, but yeah, I, I, did you feel that way? That's the, and we probably talked about this before, but that's my favorite, absolute favorite part about 
songwriting is and jeff tweedy says it in one of his songs um but to paraphrase it's you know once you write something and and put it out it's no longer yours it's your it's it's everybody's you know to share and to to digest in their own way and then make their own you know um that's just such the therapy and beauty of music but um for me kind of what that tune was it it was a few different things um and that's how it happens for me a lot of times I come at it from a few different perspectives like I'll start writing it about one thing and then then it kind of grows and develops and I think that's really cool um but the whole concept of younger men was um it's a song about it's weird like talking about being younger and having a lot of things figured out in some way when you're young and I think for you and I we went to the same school and we learned a lot of the same concepts and we we had a lot of things figured out in terms of living life to the fullest and loving everyone around us and kind of loving with reckless abandon and opening up your heart in a way that it could get broken. Yeah. And now that I'm, I, I've, I've grown and gone through a lot, um, as, as we all have, um, I feel like deep in my heart, I, I, those concepts that I learned as a younger man are the exact same concepts and I never want to let go of them. But, uh, I, I know why I believe them more. Um, Mm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, kind of scars in my heart and, and some baggage and, and some things I've gone through that I'm, I'm working through. Just, I think that's part of getting older. It, it, it gets really hard sometimes. Um, But in the, in the beautiful piece of it is that I, I, I learned through hard times why I believe those things. And I think I believe them more now with some more wisdom hopefully Mm. um so yeah that's kind of what that that jam's about and uh um it's it's also it was like in the i was writing the chorus in the peak of the the election season and, and and just trying to figure out how to um there's so many people that I love that think differently than me and I think differently than them. And I, I love people that think one way and then I love people just as much that think the opposite way. Yeah. And, um, trying to, trying to figure that out. And that, that's kind of in that song. You can see that woven in and, uh, there's something, you know, there's, there's some lines that, that give a nod to that sort of thing. So, yeah, you and I have had that discussion a lot. Like, how do we, how do we love, how do we continually love people when we fiercely disagree with them? Mm-hmm. And especially when, I mean, I'm putting words in my, in your mouth probably by saying fiercely, but like, but like, no, but, and not just even political stuff. Like there's just so many different things. Like our country, I feel like is so divided and how do we continue to be together and continue to have opinions and do it in a loving way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had I had to take this class at work. Um, well, I didn't have to; it was voluntary. But it's called it was called uh, unconscious bias. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was just like they were talking about how within seven tenths of a second you make a judgment of a person meeting them, mm. and it goes back to our instincts of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like you immediately choose, like is. Or is like this person a friend or an enemy? Mm-hmm. Like immediately, mm-hmm. and 
kind of like a defense mechanism. Yeah, probably, totally. Huh? <clears throat> and so it's it has it boils down to we have to overcome those walls that we put up in our mind mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, our brain might be telling us one thing, and we have to be like, no, nope, that's not true. They're not my enemy. Yeah, they might think differently than me, but they're not my enemy. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, I'm reading a book. We about- got deep on the beans I like here. That. <laughs> Spilling them all over the place. They're knee deep in beans. They can see it online. (laughs) All right. um, Let's dish. Oh, are you going to, what were we talking about before? The Parks and Rec bit where the gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Here, now I've got a a security cam of you taking a leak in a wash basin at a Sitco gas station. I pulled that one out because that actually happened. Yeah, it I was going to say. It wasn't me, but it was uh, <laughs> one of the guys from the Red Rooster came over and just started taking a piss what? in our uh, wash uh, basin. Uh, and Caleb was like, uh, sir, that's not a bathroom, uh, sir. And he was so hammered, he he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I've got secret footage of you gutting a raccoon and throwing it off the roof. <laughs> oh, you do? That never happened. No, that never happened. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the deep themes of this album. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading a poetry book right now, just how to write poetry. Nice. And one of the things that they said in the book was just that you can never really get to the bottom of the exact meaning of a poem. Mm. Like, you can't, you can never know f- 100% what the author was thinking when they were writing this poem mm-hmm. and what went into it. And I think that in that way, the poem when it's released then anybody reading that poem can kind of latch onto certain phrases and words and make it their own. Like what you were saying about Jeff Tweedy. Like, yeah, but I, I texted you a couple of weeks ago and I was like, how do you write your songs? Where do you start writing your songs? Because I've started writing like poems on the side just as something to kind of keep my mind engaged. And I, I like yeah. the challenge of doing the rhythm of it. And, and so then it, got me thinking about songwriting so what's your approach oh that's that's cool man um i so i was always really into um art like visual art growing up uh i would just i'd love to draw and any kind of time i could do like a some sort of project um i i would i would be all for it and i would um like in high school took every single art class i could possibly get my hands on like i took ceramics one through three and i took jewelry i was in jewelry class which was amazing that was a fun class made a bunch of cool metal metal things but um the thing that i kind of learned from it was that i wasn't very good at at making uh visual art but there was always that that thing in me that i wanted to create and once life progressed and I learned how to play guitar, that's when it really took off for me. That's where I put those two and two together, like that creative side. And I always, I would take like poetry classes in, in high school and stuff like that. And I enjoyed writing poetry. Um, but that form, I don't think was my strong suit. Okay. Um, but once I melded that with music, that was, yeah. that was where it, where it happened for me. So um in terms of like content i usually think we talked about this over text but i usually almost always start with some sort of a guitar chord progression 
um, and then a melody will spring from that, and I'll usually come up with what I think is a, a, a really great first verse, you know. That, okay. And that's what that's when I f- find if the w- song is worth you know worth following the course on or not. If I if I like wow, that first okay. verse and All that right. first melody um then i'm like oh i want to i want to see where this goes sometimes i'll come up with a chorus first but usually it's the first verse and then i have Crazy. to come up with a chorus and and possibly you know bridge or whatever and finish the song um so i have lots of like just little song ideas that didn't make the cut like i'm iphones you know yeah <laughs> throughout the you got a bunch throughout of notes the ages. thrown on there or? yeah lots of notes and i then they upload to um like my music players and i have a whole bunch of voice memos that i just save in a playlist so like if i ever need inspiration or want to listen back it's actually helped me to create songs going forward too like i'll I'll draw back on some of those so if i'm ever in a really dry spell i can go back and listen to some of those just little snippets and the metaphors man or just like the way that that you describe stuff you have some really beautiful lyrics in your albums Thanks, bro. And I don't even know how I would get there. I don't know. I wrote I wrote some down. Oh, the one that was kind of rocking me on the way over. And actually, so, I mean, you gave me the album a little bit early so I could kind of get ready for this, and I've listened to it through maybe five, six times. But the but there's some that it, that some songs that have just got stuck in my head. Like you say, "Stay right here and let the walls cave in." Mm. Like, oh man. That crap's got layers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a long time, I, like walls are always a theme in my music. Sometimes I have to shy away from it because I want to talk about walls all the time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's like your go-to themes or things that, but it, it just always pops in my head. You know? Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, like a lot of those, they. So like the way that I used to be able to write is I would, um, I had a seasonal job and I would, um, I would have like four months off in the winter and you know this, but yeah. Telling this for all the listeners out there. Yeah. 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 Mosquito um, control. <laughs> yeah. I did it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so that was like the most beautiful time because I could, I had four months where I, I would take songwriting and that like I consider that a job. I would take like the lunch pail approach and and just write and write and write. And I I think there was one off season where I was able to write uh, like 40 tunes. Oh, so, like through that, <laughs> I learned crazy. how to um, I learned how to sit with a song and really work on it and really craft it out and really um just kind of whittle it and shave off the edges and get rid yeah. of the like I have a lot of Google Docs is where I usually write my stuff with just like pages of um just junk, you know. <clears throat> so when you when you were talking about how you write your first verse, do you then write it out and then from there you kind of hone it? Are you do you feel like you're constantly tweaking it or do you feel like you read it and you're like, "Yep, freaking nailed this next song uh usually the first verse is really 
solid and then it's it's then hopefully the chorus is really good too because like i want the chorus to stand out for sure it's that it's the last verse or like the last verse or the last section that sometimes gets tricky to to make it as good as the first like brad brad bivens um uh i'd send him a lot of songs and he would go back and forth with me on he would be a really good voice of reason like this this part's good but this piece could be better a a lot of times he would say to me the second verse isn't as strong as the first make it as good as that so he would like challenge me in (laughs) a good way which it was really good to have somebody like that um and then like he was a he was a good critic and he was tough sometimes so it was good to hear that and i could trust him and then then when i when he really liked the song like that was i knew that it was probably yeah good. Really, you knew it was so, ready yeah so it was good to have somebody like that uh to to push me along nice uh i'm gonna bring us down a little bit mm. but it's i think it's okay. all right i trust you so i texted you but this this week has just been kind of like a difficult week because no. So my birthday was on Monday. Happy birthday, dude. Thank you. Would have been nice on the day, but <laughs> now, it's, now it's fine. <laughs> it's like you had things going on this week. And uh, I'm so sorry. No, it's cool. It's all right. <laughs> um, and uh, this week has also been really difficult because my grandfather is dying um he's probably only gonna last tonight or tomorrow so on over the weekend over last weekend he had a uh he's been on hospice but he had another small stroke and he kind of um he's on hospice right now yeah he's on hospice so he's at home oh home care yeah home care hospice um he just has heart failure and so his his heart's just getting weaker and weaker and he's had a few strokes over the course of his life and i think he had another one and so monday was my birthday and he wasn't really aware of anything on monday and then um so they they call they always call me on my birthday and sing me happy birthday mm. to my grandparents my grandparents did that too. Really? Yeah, it's the best thing ever. <clears throat> I have like four messages saved on my phone of past years when they. Called oh, me. nice! That's a sweet memory. Yeah, and so they called me and they sang him. My grandma sang "Happy Birthday." My aunt and uncle live with them too, to be in like in-home caretakers and just kind of share the load. Mm-hmm. And as they finished singing "Happy Birthday," my grandpa perked up. And he said, happy birthday, David. And then they think that's going to be his last words. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Beautiful, though. Yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. Super sad, but beautiful. Um, So I... I, I went over there on Tuesday because they were like, I don't, we don't know how long he's going to be around. He's, he's basically asleep, but he can hold your hand. Yeah. So I went and held his hand for a while, told him I loved him, and, and he's actually stayed alive this whole week. And they've got him on drugs, so he's just sleeping, basically. Mm-hmm. They're just He can't eat or drink anything, so they're mm-hmm. just kind of waiting. But I went and saw him a couple hours ago before this, kind of just one oh, more time. Oh, you did tonight? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. My grandma's having a really hard time with it, obviously, and mm-hmm. my mom is too, and it's my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of it's it's a huge bummer, but I know that he he his just his quality of life has not been that awesome in the last week, mm-hmm. uh, or in the last couple of years, really. Yeah. So anyway, I've been listening to your album this whole week too. And so there's random songs that will hit me really weirdly hmm. and I'll just start crying. Hmm. And I think that there is a touch of sadness in your album, mm-hmm. but then there's like a lot of hope too, I think. And, uh, for whatever reason, Mrs. Bluebird, I like was, I like broke down and was crying. And wow. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what that song is about. I don't know. Like what, for whatever reason that one hit me and I'm just like, wow. Like I don't. So <laughs> that's beautiful, dude. It's yeah. And so I think as I've been thinking about the album and thinking about the um the themes, I'm picking up a lot on letting go of things, embracing new things, kind of leaning into things too, like like embracing embracing life where you're at now kind of a re-upping like re-upping commitments and things i don't i don't know like i just see a lot so i think fall is like a really beautiful time to release it because it's kind of the ending of summer Mm -hmm. and it's the beginning of a new season yeah and fall is always really bittersweet for me because i really like fall but i'm just super sad that summer is over yeah i know it's that weird bittersweet time yeah and and i just and know it's like one of my favorite months too but i know <laughs> winter i know like winter too, is so. like the deep depression it's is weird around bit, the corner but it's yeah it's so like life it's so like life right like yes. there's things that pass you by and then there's you're in a beautiful moment but then you have a lot of things that you're kind of worried about maybe dreading <laughs> yeah and so i just I, it's really hit me this week, this ending of a chapter. Like with my birthday, grandpa dying, summer ending. It's just a lot ending and new things coming along and new life and mm-hmm. like saying goodbye to things and embracing new new life. And Dude. I don't know. That is, uh, and we talked about this a little bit too, but... um. I had literally like um this summer uh I got a call that uh my grandma wasn't doing too well as well um and my cousin called me up and he said man you know we were able to so I went to the I went to Milwaukee in April saw a Bucks game. I'm a huge Milwaukee Bucks fan with, with my brothers. Went to see see that, that team play and it was so fun. And then um on the way home got to visit with my grandma who's in the hospital and she's been kinda in and out, not doing too well. She's got emphysema and um then <clears throat> so saw her a little bit there and then went to my brother's wedding out in New Jersey and um got word that she wasn't really wasn't doing good. and um came back through town on the way home and visited her again and got to talk with her and then um then got the call from my cousin that she wasn't doing well and she um he's like man to be honest with you you should you should come see her and it was like in the middle of the week and it was you know no times 
you know the best time to to drop everything and go but yeah i had the thought i'm like i, I my six-year-old daughter's name tatum and i i said i said that my wife i'm like would tatum come with me because i think it'd be really cool for tatum to hmm. see her and um be with her and maybe just bring her a little bit of comfort because um, it, it was her last days and we just knew it and uh so tatum's the type of kid who um like a, a weird off the cuff like last minute thing is the worst thing she would ever <laughs> oh, want to okay. do and she just wouldn't like that's just not normal for her and she said yes like i, I want to go that sounds wow. and i think she thought it'd be fun like an adventure with dad yeah, i mean and, a trip with dad and she didn't obviously understand the weight which was beautiful like she didn't understand what that meant which was so cool it helped yeah. me and she's just asking questions and excited to go somewhere and and asking questions like about the hospital or where she's at that mm. like a that a, a normal person would tiptoe around right yeah like an adult would tiptoe around and she's just asking me so tatum and i went down there and it was like honestly dude it was like the most beautiful it was one of the hardest times for me but it was one of the most beautiful times because um i got to see the youngest generation comfort the mm. generation like my grandparents i would spend my summers with them or half my summers with them like so close to me like a second set of parents really yeah and uh just gave me so much um and to see my daughter somebody that i'm raising comfort her in her wow. worst time in her, her her time that was scary for her was just the most beautiful thing in the world um and it was it was really really tough but we were all together and uh uh we got we we had to leave um after a few days and and she passed away a couple of days after and she was in hospice as well um and so man yeah i i totally uh feel what you're going through brother and uh it's so so tough but well and i have a seven-year-old he's almost eight and i took him with me tonight mm. to sit with my grandpa and I didn't know if he was going to want to go. Mm -hmm. Like when I was, when I was seven, my great grandfather died or no, my grandfather died. Mm -hmm. Not my great grandfather, my grandfather died. My great grandma died too. It was all within three months. <clears throat> it was like within a three month period, my best friend died. My great grandmother died and my grandfather died when I was seven. Mm -hmm. And wow. so, Jeez. yeah, it was a lot. <clears throat> Jim Henson died then too, so it was just like over. You can't throw in a <laughs> joke. <laughs> right there. I needed some, need some levity, uh, and I know that that you're not joking too. Like at the same time, so you you oh, put yeah. me in a really rough spot there. <laughs> Let's not get too deep here. Uh, no, but it was a lot. It was. A, just a lot for me to deal with as a seven-year-old. Yeah. And I no didn't, kidding. and I didn't honestly deal with it until I was high school. I don't think mm -hmm. like it hit me when I was starting to graduate high school. Like my best friend isn't standing next to me and my great grandma never gets to see this. My grandpa on my dad's side, didn't get to see it. Mm. My grand, my, my grandpa who's currently passing away did get to see it and he was around and I, like I have awesome memories of him being around, but I just like, it hit me like my other grandpa never got to see this stuff. Didn't get to see my kids. And yeah, 
so I was just nervous about bringing my son along um, to see him, and it went okay. He was nervous. Yeah. I mean, my grandpa was, he's laying in a bed sleeping with his mouth open and snoring. Yep. And like. It's hard for anybody to see that. Yeah. And like, it's really good that he isn't in a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and that, but he's, you also am just seeing this person literally wasting away Mm -hmm. and like that my I was talking to my mom today and, and I was like, well, how are things going? She's like, well, one foot in the grave, one foot in life. And it's like, that's when you see that up close, it's just, you just have to reconcile the fact that death is part of life. Yeah. And that it's, and that it, it is weirdly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I don't know. And it's weird that he can be laying on the bed and we can all be making jokes about stuff and we're laughing. It was the same environment. Yeah. And it's our, just, my brother and I were cracking jokes. Yeah. And my aunt was, and my aunt was braiding Tatum's hair and Tatum was running around. And I think yeah. that was like the most beautiful part about it. Cause that's exactly what she would want to be yeah, it's listening life. to. Yeah. Right. Like laying in bed and, but it was weird too. Like I was processing that same thing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like not too long ago. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, man. And like I went in they had a Bluetooth speaker, just, just blaring country music, mm. just blaring it because, because they said that hearing is one of the last things to go. Yeah. So, but I was <laughs> like, my mom, and I'm like, it's too loud. And I was like, Grandpa's not going to want to go out listening to this music. Well, it was Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> it wasn't. It was like, it was like recent pop country. Oh, like, that guy. Mom, we got to change this. <laughs> and she's like, I know. I, I tried to find something and I couldn't find it. And so that just so my Florida Georgia Lion is all we're going to get. All we got here. <laughs> so my wife was like, well, what about the Gaithers? Mm. Like, Gaither family. Yeah. hymns and and then like we found the pandora radio station that plays gaithers and so we just put that on and, yeah and like everybody in the room was like yes this is the music that grandpa would want to listen to mm-hmm. and like i don't know we were joking around how every saturday night they would watch the gaithers on tv and then switch the channel and watch lawrence welk the next and eat pizza like that is the, that was their life for the last like that's recent. They would recently do that. They played Lawrence Welk on TV like every Saturday. Like, yeah. It's, it was, yeah, it was terrible, but also like, I don't know. It's how my grandpa want, wanted everything to be. He wanted to be home. He wants to be, he didn't want to be in a hospital somewhere. He wanted people around him that love him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm still processing it, obviously. Absolutely. Today. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's fresh for sure. Yeah. So anyway, the I'm I maybe was associating themes to your record that might not belong there, but just because of what I've been going through, it kind of goes back to the poetry theme. Like that's the biggest compliment i could ever even okay. not even not even it, that it's directed at me but that's the 
biggest wish I could ever have mm. for writing a song or creating anything that it, it touches somebody in some way where they it's like a part of their life in some way like that like that's almost even too much to ask for honestly <laughs> like that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> yeah. for me and i mean yeah whether you like it or not <laughs> i'll associate this out al- the album to this week and like <clears throat> and how it it really did help me like i was i worked downtown minneapolis and just walking around and letting it p- letting it play hmm. and kind of processing everything going through and then I wanted to make sure that I was listening to the lyrics and kind of getting some notes. And so I'd, I'd like focus in on it and then yeah. when I couldn't, I would just let it play. And hmm. it was really, honestly, really helpful. Dude. Thanks so. so much. That's I'm honored to be there with you. And the, the, we texted about it, but the last song on the record is about my grandma. And I had wrote that like a long time ago, just watching somebody, um, yeah, I was wondering know. if like it was a recent edition or if you recorded it like a while ago. It or, was a it okay. was a it was a song from uh, Farewell Milwaukee recorded an album called When It Sinks In, and it was like a a song from that period. Um, but it was just a song like kind of watching somebody's you know slowly decline and everybody's everybody's aging and um, uh, yeah, just like uh, you know. It, things life marches on right and uh yeah. just watching that and ha- being helpless to it there's nothing you could possibly do and the song's called what am i to do um yeah and yeah it, it's just that kind of observing that and processing it as a human being <laughs> yeah and and now the, the the album came out a month or two after she passed away closer to a month and um there's so much beauty in in life even through the pain it's just it's crazy and then hearing your um uh your story and your your experience with your grandpa is just um sometimes you can never imagine how the pieces come together like that you know just in life in general (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding and this it the for me it's the stuff with my grandpa is such a new experience for me. Like I've never been, I've never been in a room with somebody who's hours away from dying. And, and what that looks like and how everybody is processing it. And I'm, I've, I've been around like pretty soon after someone has died. And like, it's always, it's so crazy that you think that we wouldn't be able to handle the sadness or we wouldn't be able to go through something like that. And then, um, I don't know. I think as humans, we've been given a lot of strength and a lot of ability to adapt. And there's hum there's humor in the darkest places mm-hmm. and there's light in the darkest places. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. Absolutely. I'm, all, I'm reminded of that a lot. Through yeah. The, through this. Yeah, it was crazy with with Tatum. Like, she just didn't... Um, it was such a blessing because she didn't, like... She didn't freak out and she didn't... Uh, I, I, I really just think... She's younger than Max. I, I don't think she understood 
what was going on and we were just said Nana's not feeling well. well that's what I call my grandma and um you know it, but everybody else was there laughing joking music's yeah. on TV's on so it was like we <laughs> yeah. just were visiting her and she was sleeping yeah. you know because yeah. even while we were there she started to um decline and, and yeah. she was alert that's when we got there too. yeah and so that was the cool thing too is right when we got there which my cousin told me she'd get here now we got there that night and we were able to talk to her she was wow. alert she saw wow. us she was um she was able to talk oh, it, it so wasn't good. yeah it, it wasn't her fully but it was she knew she knew yeah. we were there she knew and and then my aunt would whisper to her you know uh, uh ben and tatum are here and she would kind of wake up wow. and it was just uh and then my cousin has a, a little boy, uh, he's only nine months old and he'd come and she'd, she'd get excited. Mm. And see, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's yeah. like all you can ask for is your family. You got family that loves you enough to, to be there for you in that time. You know, that's, that's, a that's amazing, you know, yeah. that you guys were there and, and just I'm be just glad presence, got the you know? time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Do you want to? play a song yeah all right absolutely we're gonna need a little setup here but um yeah thanks for doing this again absolutely man i love thanks. this i know and you you traveled with uh the gear and everything over to my place oh, yeah, it's and great. appreciate you uh accommodating especially after i didn't know your week was that that crazy your day today especially i didn't know that's all right that was going on man I mean, that's so. like we were talking about like life like i went and saw my grandpa right after work and then we go home and it's family pizza night and we watch the new aladdin with will smith <laughs> <laughs> classic uh, night and then i come here and i'm like this is life like yep. it's okay it's okay yeah how was the movie by the way Better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I didnn't finish it. How many? So, oh, okay, okay. But we'll save that for the next one. <laughs> what? <laughs> the what? next podcast. There was Will Smith had a stunt butt. Oh, really? <laughs> really <laughs> tying it all in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this has been Hildo spills the beans. Dave Hilden. Getting real tonight. That was Ben good. Lubeck. <laughs> Go to Ben Lubeck. Google Ben Lubeck and get his new album for you again. And come to the Parkway Theater on September 28th in Minneapolis. Drive here wherever you are. Hang out with us. I'll be at the merch table with my pops. Yeah. Raj. Love it. Sneaking little peeks into the... (laughs) Can you at least put me on the list this time so I don't have to pay for a ticket to get in? Like, I'm doing the (laughs) merch. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's set up the recording. Sounds good, man. Cool. I'm going to do Mrs. Bluebird based on our, our conversation. Then I'm going to tell you what it's really about. Bars will never make you free Just say for now that you're with me And you might not know it But I can show you I even captives can't feel free
Some things can come into your life Slow enough to pass you by But before you know it There's something growing Trapped by the winter sky Miss Bluebird Miss This is um, this is a song called uh, "What Is Life Without Love," and it's a uh, song by this country country western star named Eddie Arnold, and um, it was my grandpa's favorite artist, and we um, played my grandma like we played her a bunch of Eddie Arnold tunes because it's my grandpa's favorite, and she loves country western music too, but. Uh, we were hoping it would uh, kind of channel him and remind her of him, and we were all around her, 
and this was the first song that I played, and I I've just pressed pressed Eddie Arnold on my phone, and and this song came up, and uh, it was perfect for the for the moment, and then the story too was that um, when I left, I was with the family down with Piper's uh, parents in Iowa, and. I knew my grandma didn't have a whole lot of time left, and um, I, I just sat on the couch where we were and recorded this version of the song on my phone and emailed it to my aunt, and she played it for her, and then I said uh, just a little message of I love you um, to my grandma, and my aunt then played that for her on her phone and then went for, I think she went for a walk or to go get coffee and she died. And, and my aunt said that was the last, the last thing she heard before she died. Um, so yeah, that, that was this song and I'm going to try to play it and remember it. What is life without love? What is love without you? Why dream if they never come true? Why try to go on when your only hopes are gone? Oh, darling, what is life without love? Somehow I can't forget the first day that we met. You were something from heaven above. Now I'm asking you, sweetheart, and it's straight from my heart. Oh, darling, what is life without love? And all alone I yearn that someday you'll return and be true as the stars up above. If you'll only say you'll try and I'll be satisfied Oh darling what is life without love What is life without love What is love without you Why dream if they never come true Why try to go on when your only hopes are gone Oh darling what is life without love? Why try to go on when your only hopes are gone? Darling, what is life without love? My cousin was like super into country music and he only invited me, I think, and maybe one other person. And it was like, my parents are going to take us to the Garth Brooks concert. Dang. And I was like, okay, like, I don't like Garth Brooks, but I know he's kind of legendary. My birthday party was at Pizza Hut when I was in second grade and the dude made like a giant roll of dough and he said it was an anchovy and we all got freaked out. Some people found out that I'm an intellectual. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. I think he's currently in the Mall of America prison in the basement. <laughs> You'll, I think everybody finds their Bob path at some point.
And then you got those Land Before Time rubber puppets that people yes! had. Yeah. Yes. I know. The Back to the Future sunglasses that they you gave. You just took a look into my soul, man. <laughs> Dude, careful. Uh, that's how Mishki got fired. Well, that's if awesome. you're listening, Matt, I love you. I hope you're okay. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Speaking of Hawaiian, my grandpa like got a little bit obsessed with Hawaii for a little bit and and my grandma gave me all of his old records and so there's just like a bunch of Hawaiian like 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 50s 60s Hawaiian music that Oh, that would be pretty sweet it's actually. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. 